Okay, welcome everyone. And thank you for being understanding and flexible with regard to last Sunday. I hate canceling anything, especially Sunday mornings, but uh, we had a main water break uh, in the building uh, backstage that really destroyed the backstage area and the water was coming out on the stage. So it left us with no water and unsure about some electrical components. And so we just kind of, our, our hands were tied a little bit, but uh, uh, we're in recovery. And just a special thanks to our facilities team being on it. And uh, Ron Mitzke, you worked overtime and we're grateful. And I don't know how many times I had to interrupt Jeff uh, Clark on vacation, and I apologize for that. But uh, thank you, facilities team. So, so grateful for your uh, um, help in, in organizing that mess back there. And uh, just, so, just so thankful to recover and be Sunday functional. may take a while back there, but we're ready to roll. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and because Tuesday, July 4th, there's no women's uh, Bible study Tuesday morning, uh, you know, for Independence Day. So just keep that in mind. No women's Bible study. Just want to remind you. And Paul Cunningham, you know, kind of head of our security department, notified to me that we do not have a state trooper available for today. So when you get to Route 1, go north a little bit before you have to go south just to avoid any backups, headaches, and of all the days not to have a trooper. But we can we can do it. Hey, I didn't I didn't get to share much about fuel camp. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, we had two I had two weeks. I'm the chaplain of a fuel camp. It's a dirt bike camp, faith based dirt bike camp, uh, where they're trained to ride dirt bikes safe and you know. And uh, then they come to me. I'm the chaplain. They come to me for preaching every night. And so in the two weeks, we had 16 commitments to baptism, uh, which is incredible, and some adults involved in that. And I had more than 50, like, first-time responders. They're like, "Um, I'm new to this Jesus thing. I like what I'm hearing, and I want to know more. Uh, So I feel like my ministry is a lot of planting seeds, but it was so good and uh, such a great opportunity for me as a chaplain there. I have one more week. I'll be preaching here on uh, July 16th and then immediately be flying to Illinois for my third week. So thank you for keeping that in prayer. Uh, You know, what a blessing opportunity for me, and I'm just so grateful. And uh, so that's fuel camp. And I also remember recruiting you as a, a prayer for my little buddy Rez. Uh, my grandson, Rez Maverick McGee, he was born a month early, and, but everything's fine. You know, all he does is eat and sleep and poop. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. And I, I really like that he's got my hairline. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, and thank you, church. Uh, last month kind of surprised us with, you know, celebrating our 30th anniversary, Angel and I being here at the church and, you know, giving us a gift certificate for a cruise. And uh, so we kind of nailed that down and we're going to be going to the South Caribbean in January. So, so grateful and excited, but thank you, church. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, what a blessing to be involved here. We're in a series from the little letter of 1 John. And it's a series called Confidence. Are you ready for your next dose of confidence? Yeah. It's been a couple weeks, so we're all ready, right? Yeah. Somebody told me coming in this morning better be double good. 
confidence. Well, let, let me start this way. Anybody got any good lawyer jokes? <laughs> Careful. I got one. One time a lawyer walked into the conference room where he would be meeting um, his accused client. And he walks in. He says, well, got some good news and some bad news. And, and the client, the accused client says, well... Let's start with the bad news. What do you got? What's the bad news? And the lawyer says, well, your blood is all over the crime scene and your DNA proves you did it. Well, what's the good news? And the lawyer said, your cholesterol is perfect. <laughs> At least he didn't say, I saved you 15% on your car insurance. Because he's not going to need a car. Or what about this? Five signs you need a new lawyer. If at the beginning of the trial, your lawyer leans over and says to you, now the one with the little hammer, he's the judge, right? You need a new lawyer. Or if during the trial, your lawyer uh, stands up and says, your honor, in quotation marks, you need a new lawyer, right? Or if you catch your lawyer during the trial playing Wordle, you need a new lawyer. Or if the prosecuting team walks in the courtroom and gets his first look on your lawyer and they begin to high-five each other, you need a new lawyer, right? And if during the first consultation your lawyer starts to sell some timeshare points, you need a new lawyer. Just saying. And lawyers are easy targets, right, of making fun. Um, but here's the truth. If you ever find yourself in a real sticky situation, you're going to want a good lawyer. Am I right? Yeah. And I just want you to know, I want to remind you, that a good lawyer is not an oxymoron. It's not. I mean, lawyers have thick skin, and they take a lot of ribbing, and they endure a lot of bad jokes. But honestly, uh, the lawyers that I personally know, they're incredible people. And here's the truth. Everyone in this room, or if you're watching online, everyone in your room needs a good lawyer. Because every one of us has broken the law of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says this, For all have sinned, past tense, and all fall short, present tense, of the glory of God. Every one of us needs a good lawyer. Amen? Well, that ramps us up today's text, and oh, you are going to love this one. 1 John chapter 2, the first two verses. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, starts out this way. I write to you, children, that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who is our atoning sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not just our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Isn't that good? I write to you, dear children, that you may not sin, but if any of you does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's the atoning sacrifice, not only for our sin, but also for the sin of the whole world. I tell you what, this book is so full of good news. 
And this letter, 1 John, is so full of good news. And our text today is so full of good news. Amen? Amen. John tells us that we have an advocate. We have a lawyer. We have a defense lawyer. We have the ultimate defense lawyer. In fact, the Greek, John says, we have a paraclete. No, I didn't say parakeet. (laughs) We have a paraclete. A paraclete in Jesus' day was was the reference to their lawyer, their counselor, their advocate, the one who would come alongside of to assist you to give a defense for you in front of the judge. That's Jesus. Now, that is good news, and it should charge you with some great confidence today. Amen? So, I love this. The whole message is a courtroom illustration. It's a courtroom illustration. And it's appropriate because Scripture tells us on several occasions that all of us, every one of us, someday will die and have to stand and give an account before Almighty God. But that's what the Scripture tells us, right? Um, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says this, it is, it is in the plan that all men die once. After that, they will stand before God and be judged. Okay. Maybe you ought to figure out this courtroom illustration. Who's the judge? Almighty God. That's right. And who is the guilty accused sinner standing trial? Me, you, us. And who's the prosecuting attorney? Prosecuting attorney, the devil. Revelation chapter 12 tells us the devil is the accuser and he accuses us before God day and night. Are you kidding me? The devil accuses us before God day and night. You mean he's constantly drumming up charges against us in front of God? Yeah. Who's our defending attorney? Hold up. Depends. Actually, when you think about it, our defending attorney, and it's going to come down to you have one or two options. The first option is you can choose to defend yourself. You can act as your own attorney. Or you could choose to have Jesus represent you. Your choice, really. You can can do it yourself. Or you could retain the Savior. Your choice. Now the Bible clearly says over and over, over, That someday every one of us are going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment throne of God, and have a given count of our lives. And the Bible also indicates that many, many are going to choose to reject Jesus and defend themselves. Can you imagine what you're going to hear on the day of judgment for anybody trying to defend themselves? Can you imagine I have a feeling that many are going to call on victimhood. I'm a victim here. 
I'm a sinner, yeah, but it's because of the hand I was dealt. It's not my fault. I'm a victim. And I think many are going to claim victimhood. And I think several are going to claim comparison. Oh, yes, Lord, I have sinned. I'm a sinner, but I'm not as bad as her. Lord, I'm a sinner, but I'm nothing like Michael. I mean, he's a Steelers fan. And I have a feeling there will be several who claim and want to, to pull out the morality scales. Oh, Lord, yeah, I'm a sinner. I have sinned. But, uh, you know, I think you'll agree with me. When you look at my whole life, my good outweighs the bad. And why is it I keep thinking that on Judgment Day, there's going to be a whole lot of eye rolling on God's face? And I think it's at this point in the message that I think we can, you know, insert a little quote from our old buddy Daniel Webster. He's the one accredited to say, if any man chooses to serve as his own attorney, he is a fool for a client. I don't know about you, but when I get to Judgment Day, I do not want to look like a fool in front of Almighty God, do you? Not a chance. Not a chance. And so, here's what I know. Because of our sin, you and I need a good lawyer. We need a good lawyer. And John, the apostle, comes to us in this, in this letter, in these two verses, says, one's available. In fact, the perfect one is available. The ultimate defending attorney is available. Jesus. Hey, and can I remind you that when Jesus ascended to heaven, he did not ascend into retirement. He actually ascended in order to enter mediation for us. In fact, listen to this one. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands. That was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Isn't that good? We have been offered the perfect defense lawyer. And you know the best part? Jesus has never lost a case he's ever defended. And he never will. Never will. And that is such good news for us. And it should charge you with great confidence for this new week. Amen? We have an advocate. Now, let's take this a little deeper. Um, I have a couple questions I want to ask. Why would he even take our case? Let me think about it. Why would he even take our case? Well, the Apostle John tells us it's because of his perfect love. In fact, just a couple chapters uh, uh, later in 1 John chapter 4, listen to what he says. Here's what John says. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Atoning sacrifice. There it is again. That two-word uh, two phrase, 
twice today, atoning sacrifice from the Apostle John. The, the word is propitiation. Propitiation, fancy word. It, it's an important word. It's a life-giving word. Uh, it has everything to do with um, debt satisfaction. Debt satisfaction. Honestly, you and I have amassed such a huge spiritual debt because of our sin, haven't we? I want you to imagine for a moment that you and I have been given a spiritual credit card. And every time, every time we sin, swipe. I mean, every time you lied, swipe. Every time you did a little fib, swipe. Every time you cheated, swipe. Every time you stole something, swipe. Every time you made fun of Michael in a sermon, swipe. Every time you cussed, swipe. Every time you took the Lord's name in vain, swipe. Every, every time you chose selfishness, swipe. Every time you got absorbed into materialism, swipe. Every time you hurt somebody's feelings, swipe. Can you imagine the debt we've accumulated? Mm. There's no way we could repay it. There's no way we could repay it, but Jesus does. Jesus does. He's the atoning sacrifice. He's the propitiation. Listen, when they nailed Jesus to the cross, when they nailed him to the cross, he didn't stay there because the nails held him there. Nails can't hold God, but love does. And the reason why he takes our case is because he loves us. The reason why he's willing to take your case is because he loves you. And he wants to represent you on the day of judgment. Well, love is the reason why he takes our case. But love is not the reason why he can win our case. Love's not enough. Love's not enough just to dismiss our case and the justice of God still be uncompromised. And so here's the question. How can God's justice be intact and me not have to pay for my sin? The second question I have really today is how can Christ win our case? It's because that little phrase in our text that, pr that pr pronounces him our advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. The righteous one. You see, he's perfectly righteous. He's holy, perfectly holy. And, you know, if Jesus had sin, he would have had to die for his own sin. But he didn't have sin, and that qualifies him to be the perfect lamb of God to take away ours. Amen? He's the propitiation. That's how he can win. Back to the courtroom illustration. Now, typically, in the courtroom situation, the prosecuting attorney stands up and screams, guilty. And the defense lawyer stands up, not guilty. And then they battle it out, right? Battle it out. And then finally, judge or jury has to make a decision based on evidence. 
a typical courtroom situation. But in God's courtroom situation, it's a little different. Um, the defense attorney actually agrees with the prosecutor. What? Yeah, think about this. Uh, the devil, our enemy, the prosecuting attender gets up, stands up, guilty. And our defense attorney, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. And he doesn't argue innocence. He doesn't argue extenuating uh, circumstances. He doesn't plead a case of insanity. He doesn't, he doesn't cry victim. He doesn't cry comparison. He doesn't bring out the morality skills. You know what he does? He offers his own life as grounds for our acquittal. And he argues that the payment for violating God's law, he paid for on the cross. That's how he can win the case. And that's such good news. And should bolster you with great confidence. We have an advocate. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he wins our case. In fact, not just ours, but John underscores it's available for the whole sin of the world. In fact, I thought it was cool. The message version says it like this. When he served as a sacrifice for our sins, he solved the sin problem for good, not only ours, but for the whole world's. So here's the deal. Guys in the audience, you could leave here today free man. Ladies in the audience, you can leave here today a free woman. Totally forgiven. Justified. Free from all condemnation. You talk about a real Independence Day. And you can live totally free. But you better choose him to represent you. The Apostle Paul wrote, Romans 8.1, Therefore, there is now, right now, no condemnation for any of us who are in Christ Jesus. Because we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. You could choose to defend yourself, but I don't recommend it. Let Jesus represent you. Amen? I want to close today by asking you if you would just maybe bow your head and close your eyes. And I would love for you to just to Monitor the response in your heart right now to the one offering to represent you on Judgment Day. Lord Jesus, I am so grateful for Sundays together. I'm so grateful for this treasure of your word. We are so grateful for your offer to be our advocate, our defense lawyer on the day of judgment. I'm so thankful for this news that empowers us not to, not to ever dread judgment day. Because if we know who will defend us, 
Lord, thank you. Thank you for Jesus, the righteous one. And I pray, Lord, that you would empower our response to him today. In his name we pray. Amen. So you all know, I spent a week with, I spent a week with Mark at Fuel Camp in June. And I am so thankful for your prayers. Because boy, did I need them. Oh my gosh. I, I crashed on that dirt bike so many times. But I had so much fun. It was good. Um, it was kind of terrifying going in. I had never led worship by myself, which was scary. And I have a speech impediment, so it's like I can't talk well. And I have never led by myself. And it's kids who just don't know church at all. And so it was terrifying that first night. But God showed up, and it was really good. I think... I think my favorite part of the week was the last night, and Mark had challenged the kids to just respond. And he gave them five options. And so on today, I want, I want to like just challenge you to respond. And so the first choice is this. I am new to this whole Jesus thing. I want to know more. And I mean, you're here. That's a, that, is, that is a solid first step. That's good. Um, choice number two is that I want to get baptized. I want to join the kingdom of heaven. I want Jesus Christ as my defender in God's heavenly courtroom. Um, choice number three is that I... I I made a choice, but have stepped away, and it has been a while. But I want to step back into the light and come back. Uh, choice four is that I have walked with Jesus Christ my entire life, and will do so from now on. I still will. Now, choice number five is one that um, we should not take it lightly. It is that I don't want Jesus. I don't want his help, his services, his love. I don't need it. And I pray that you just don't make that decision. That is not what I would hope for us. Um, and so as we respond today, I just want you all to sing and worship and praise our God. sing this with us. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. If you're able, why don't you go ahead and stand with us? Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus.
shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind As I know there is peace within His presence I speak Jesus family Jesus is the righteous one he is our advocate with the father and I pray that you just know that now he is our defender that should give us confidence go in peace and serve the Lord wholeheartedly this week see you next Sunday <laughs>